0: podcasting from inside the stash i'm jenny i'm nicole and this is stash and burn happy new year jenny hello happy new year Hey everybody, so we are recording this on January 1st, and Jenny and I are both knitting and we are Skyping this, so it will not sound quite the same as most of our episodes, but um, it'll still sound good. Yeah. So uh, I thought we would start a little bit with talking about some of the stuff that we have finished since the last time we talked to you. Jenny, you said you finished a couple things.
1: What did I finish? I made my neighbor a hat. Um, and at first I made, like, that hat, the pine cone hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harold was like, he's not going to wear it because it has a little nubbin at the top. And so then I was like, really? He's not going to wear it? So then I had to make a different hat. You couldn't just take the nubbin out? <laughs> well, it, like, ends in, like, in like an I-cord right. nubbin at the top. So... I ended up just making, like, a one-by-one one rib watch cap, Mm-hmm. which turned out pretty good. Um, and he really likes it. I mean, he'd better like it. It's out of Donegal Cashmere.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I know. <laughs> so I made a couple of hats. Um, what was
0: the pinecone hat knit out of?
1: Donegal Cashmere, oh, too. Oh, also. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, finish the Donegal Cashmere. It's, like... Been that, in the stash for a long time
0: Is that that you got at school products yeah. Years ago When you did? Yeah. You had your big school products binge Right oh, That was um, awesome That is beautiful yarn
1: It's so soft Yeah. Um, so I'm making another one by one watch cap um, Just for The gift box for a guy
0: mm-hmm. Um. And does it make you want to poke your eyes out?
1: You know <laughs> It's not that bad because the yarn feels so good Uh huh um, and plus, like, it's just in my purse, it's like my purse project, so yeah. I'm not working on it all the time, really. Sort of in the background, yeah. I and finished. then, I okay, yeah. go ahead. Oh, uh, I haven't finished anything, I've just been working on the same old crap the slogging, but I'm making progress, so I'm happy. That's good. We we'll need talk about that later.
0: Uh, I have made a few things, I I can't remember, I had made a single duffer slipper the last time we talked. And then I made a pair of toddler duffers for my uh-huh. neighbors and um, Packers colors because she <laughs> loves the Packers. And um, I actually, I was I didn't get the toddler pattern. I kind of just adjusted the pattern that I had. And um, so it took me a little finagling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I knit the Dustland mitts. Uh, But Steven West out of I saw
1: those when I came over to your house. They're so nice. They are really
0: beautiful. They, um, yeah, they were really. It's a nice pattern, and that yarn, which is Malabrigo Arroyo and Reflecting Pool, I believe, is gorgeous. And I have a little less than half of a skein left over. I think I have about 110 yards of that left over, which I'm sure will make a beautiful hat or something at some point. Um, I finished my brother's socks. Oh my god! I thought. (laughs) Those socks would never end. I really, oh. I mean, I think obviously those 10 days that they were lost were a big setback. But I literally, <laughs> I finished them on Thursday before Christmas. I may have even finished them Friday, like on my way to work. Wow. And wrapped them and packaged them up and sent them on Friday before Christmas. And they somehow miraculously got to my brother by Christmas.
1: Oh, my gosh. I know. It's like a miracle.
0: It is. And they actually even had a thing up in the post office that said, if you send your stuff priority on the Friday before Christmas, we guarantee Christmas Eve delivery. And I was like, all right, let's see if this works. And then the box was so full at the post office that I went to that there. I, like there was no way I was going to stick it in either box and there was the station manager was walking around. And so I handed it to her. And then I was like, Oh gosh, I, I hope those, I hope those packages make them. Cause she was walking around helping people holding like six packages. And I just thought, Oh geez, hopefully those <laughs> get it actually in the mail. And they did. So I was very happy to get that out. And, um, I had given a coworker a little like twenty-two ounce teapot, those bee that bee house line, and I wanted uh-huh. to make her a uh, like a cozy, which ended up being more <coughs> like a um, a teapot sock. So it is just two by two rib and Noro Korean tube that I decrease like a hat, and then put an I-cord handle on so you can lift it off pretty easily. And then um, with the leftover of that ball and another leftover ball, uh, like scrap from some Norokurian, I made a coaster. Um, That was sort of my warm-up project for Uli, Use It or Lose It, (laughs) which we will talk about later. And then I saw that Amy Christoffers was having a a pre-Christmas sale on all of her accessory patterns. And I think of her so much as a sweater designer that I didn't even think about her accessories. I hadn't really thought about them, so I am... I bought the Bristol hat, which is a knit and sock yarn, and I thought it would be perfect for my Malabrigo finito. And then she gifted me her brand new pattern, which is called the Lazy Jacks pattern. Did you see that in oh, my yeah. FS? And it I um, didn't. It is um, this mock cable that goes kind of it goes back and forth, and it's knit. She hers is knit in. Pigeon Roof Studios Bacchus, which um Chris... oh, I see it. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so um and so I a couple of days before Christmas went over to Article Practice It must have been the Sunday before. Um because they carry that yarn, but the colors that, that they had in there were not my colors. It was like a a really beautiful rose pink, um, and then this sort of sea foamy green, neither of which moved me but i still really want to knit in that yarn and then krista's on vacation until the fifth of january so um at some point i'm going to get some of that yarn to do something with but i bought um surrey alpaca by misty uh no by blue sky blue sky alpaca surrey surrey merino there i got it (laughs) right that time you've knitted that right
1: that I think I gave you a pair of uh, fingerless gloves. Oh that's Surrey Marina. That. Okay. Mhm. And that green. The green ones, yeah. Yeah. Um I
0: I really like that yarn. It's really soft. It's really soft and for alpaca it's not that itchy. I sometimes have an itch factor with alpaca and not in that yarn. Um and so I knit that up pretty quickly, considering that it's pretty cable and it's a long hat and it's got a one by one rib border uh, you know band right. um it, it went pretty fast um i really yeah so i think i'm like maybe the third fo on that this is which was pretty exciting cool um and i was gonna give it to my sister-in-law for her birthday and uh i think i've decided to keep it <laughs> <laughs> it's think, really pretty i think i'm gonna give her my the simple pleasures hat that i knit a couple months ago this is yeah. from john's sister um, which is also a really lovely hat. But I don't have anything in that nice... It's um, the red... Uh, I call it the Red Jacks. It's in this beautiful, like, true red that I really like. Kind of the red that my Lush What uh, my lush sweater is. Only my Lush sweater, as we all know, sheds everywhere. <laughs> so this I think I'll have less of a shedding problem with. But I was excited about that. And, um, yeah, so... Um and then I, I do want to knit the Bristol hat at some point soonish. Um
1: I just got an Amy Christopher's accessory pattern uh, um that was gifted to me by a listener, Jan Smiley.
0: Oh, I was gifted a pattern by Jan as well. Which uh which accessory pattern?
1: Uh let me look. Um Cider Press set.
0: Oh, what is that?
1: It's really cute. It's like right. a waffle knit um cap and mitts cute yeah it's really nice i love the waffle I, I love the waffle stitch and i think this would be good for men because it doesn't have a nubbin at the top <laughs> unlike the pine cone hat
0: <laughs> i think the lazy jacks pattern it would be good for a man as well in the right color like i almost knit it in navy mm-hmm. with a thought that it could be for a guy and also the nice thing about lazy jacks is that I think it's designed to be sort of worn so it would have, like, a slouchiness in the back. Uh-huh. Um, but you could also fold over the brim and wear it as a regular watch cap, and I liked that as well. Cool. It was nice and cozy. I, I do want to block it. I think that um, the top particularly has a little bit of a reservoir tip look right now. <laughs> like, it's uh-huh. a little... Uh-huh. Um, so I think that if, it blo- if I blocked it to the sort of my head circumference, it might look a little... Uh more polished, but I've been wearing it as is, and cool. it, as has Adrian and John, so it's sort of a family <laughs> hat at this point. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what we are knitting.
1: Well, I've been pretty monogamous to this born sweater. Woo I know. I'm finally on a sleeve. I finished the fronts and the back. He holding them on I, the sleeves. Can I see? Uh, yeah. The sleeve. the sleeve! But here's the rest of it. Wow, it? I do. Looks looking like, good. It's so big, but it's, I swear, I measured it onto an existing sweater, so I think it's going to be fine.
0: I think sometimes when things are knit, not on machines, like, and they're knit in more of a worsted weight yarn, they look bigger than they are. They are. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Uh, so you've been working on that pretty straight through. That's what you, were you knitting over the holidays?
1: Yeah, I took the whole box with me to my sister's house. Nice. And, and my, my niece, uh, I was telling you before, it started her own sweater. This
0: is amazing. So you said it's one from the Coastal Knits Kids. Which is it, which one is it? Do you know?
1: Um, It's the one that's like a raglan that um comes down and then kind of becomes a ruffly bottom. Like, oh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. Is it Water's Edge? I think that's the um that's the one of the ones by Hannah. Um, I think it's the Water's Edge cardigan. Let me look. Okay. Um so she's making it in a purple cascade superwash. Mm-hmm. And so I was like looking at it, I was like, and she'd already divided off the um yeah, it is water water's edge by Hannah. Mm-hmm. She'd already divided the sleeves off, and I was looking at it and looking at her, and I'm like, Emma, this is too small. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no! So I, like, ended up tinking back for her. And I was like, you just have to knit until you know it's going to fit. Like, so, so, like, she knit
0: based on a number of rows written in the pattern, as opposed to, like, knit for this many inches.
1: Yeah. But and I mean it's stuck in, the, in it mostly right so that yeah it's fine in the coastal knit kids book though there are so many different sizes that it's easy to get confused in the directions on I, like I, yeah where to, where you are in the pattern mm-hmm. and so i think she kept on like kind of switching between sizes and and it's kind of like you know the numbers are not that important what's important is that it kind of fits you right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of no, yeah,
0: yeah. Because you don't want to get discouraged at that point if you're knitting a sweater. Which I want to point out, how old is how old are the the twins? They're she's ten. They're ten. She's ten. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine if you knit your first sweater when you were ten?
1: And she made all of her cousins like gifts, like knitted them. Like she made um, Johanna those gorgeous slippers, which are like. Um, They're really cute. And she put like little pom poms on them and they were, I was like, oh my gosh, you're such a little knitter prodigy. (laughs) Yeah. It was very cute. Um, But, but then I brought the born sweater to her house and she was like, wow, that's huge. And I was like, yeah, guess how long I've been knitting on it. she's (laughs) She's like, I don't know. I'm like almost like four years. Oh my gosh. She's like, oh my gosh. I think it's making her feel better about the Water's Edge cardigan taking a lot of time for her.
0: Well, yeah, and a lot of time, what does that even mean for her? You know, like, she's been knitting it since Thanksgiving, or... I know. (laughs) I mean, it's all relative. And When you're 10, a long, you know, a short amount of time might seem like a long time. Yeah.
1: But, um... Yeah, I'm glad I was there to avert the too small cardigan disaster.
0: Seriously, how far had she made it past that?
1: Not that far, like six rows. Okay. Um but still she was very reluctant to pull it out. I'm sure. Yeah. I was like, You gotta rip the band-aid off, man. Just do it. Yeah, do it.
0: <laughs> Ay. So, um well, I am currently knitting another pair of Duffers. I think right now the recipient is not known. I just don't know who I'm going to give them to. Um, and I, uh, Um, This is part of my use it or lose it challenge, which uh, I'll talk about in more detail. Lots of more details have come together since the last recording. So I just, I wanted something simple. I cast them on yesterday. So I had something to knit uh, during New Year's Eve where Mm -hmm. we had uh, our neighbors over and another couple and another friend of ours. um, So I wanted to be able to knit while we were all chatting. And um, uh, so I'm almost done with the first one. It's be I'm knitting it in some uh, Cascade 220 that I think I've either had since the first time I went to Stitches, which was 2004. Wow, four 2004, or I got it to supplement the this Cascade 220. I bought at Stitches to make uh, that stripey machine the vest that I made on the machine.
1: Right.
0: I then also am using some cascade pastaza that I bought on sale at a store that I don't think exists anymore called creative hands in San Carlos, California. And I think I bought this yarn in like 2005 and, um, it's I couldn't I wanted to use this darker purple the Cascade 220 on the sole and I wanted to triple it up but tripling it up I was going to run out of yarn but doubling uh. up I don't know if I'm going to use all the, quite use all the yarn but that's okay and the pistazza I only used singled so I think I'm only going to use about half of the ball of pistazza which means I'll be able to make another pair with this purple color and the and I could use a different contrasting color for the soles and the and I made up this border thing and actually I don't like what I did. I did it in a way that I'm not crazy about. But um these go very quickly. I did say to Jenny I was thinking about just spending 6 weeks making these and I would have 14 pairs of slippers knit, but uh you wisely pointed out that I would probably hate that and that um <laughs> You would hate that. I would hate that, and I would probably run out of feltable yarn. It would just result in me buying more yarn to felt with. (laughs) So that's the only thing that's really on the needles, but I have been – I did some swatching for a couple of projects. One is a pair of leg warmers that is a free pattern from Classic Elite from one of their newsletters, and it's called the Water Mm -hmm. Lily Leg Warmers, and it's knit Mm -hmm. in there. Water Lily Super Wash. I was trying to swatch in this funny yarn I got from school products that was uh, cashmere merino, and I don't really know how it breaks down. It's it's four strands that are together that you knit. Know. Did you ever have any of that yarn?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fuzzy.
0: Yeah, Is and it fuzzy? Uh, It's not fuzzy when you knit it. It's very straightforward, but it, it's supposed to plump a lot when you block it. Right. And, but what I noticed in the swatch was there's really wasn't any elasticity. And for leg warmers, I really want something with elasticity. So right. what I'm going to do with this swatch, which is just a two by two rib, I did it in sevens and sixes. And now I think also fives. I'm going to wash the swatch and see how much it plumps up and see what kind mm-hmm. of elasticity it has and see what I can do with it. It might be more of a scarf yarn, which is not really thrilling to me, right. but we'll see. Um, and I can't figure out the breakdown because, as I recall, it said it was fifty-fifty cashmere merino. But what mm-hmm. is more logical to me is that it's four plies, and I would think that like three of the plies are one color, and the fourth ply is another. So in this case, it's like three yellow and one gray. And mm-hmm. my guess is that the three yellow are one fiber, and the gray is the other fiber. But I don't know. Really, right. I don't know what that breaks down like. Um. So it's really going to be all in the swatch. So that's, that's not something that I probably will be working with right away. The other swatch I knit was out of uh, the donical tweed that I think I've had since 2005. Oh, for Rhapsody? For Rhapsody, yes. That is a, it was a, is a Veronica Avery interweave knits pattern that I was going to knit for John. And John always thought I was just going to knit it because he wanted me to. He, I wanted him to look like the model in that picture, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know. And now I look at that pattern, and it's kind of drop shouldery and oversized, and has a mock kind of like a mock turtleneck, and it's obviously I'm not knitting it for John. Um, and that at some point, that yarn I used to try a sweater for my dad when I had given up on his peacefully sweater. But then, obviously, I abandoned the, the Donegal Tweed and went back to the Peace Fleece. Then I thought about knitting some sort of color work, like the Sky Isle sweater for myself, out of that, with some other Donegal Tweed that I got from, some leftovers from you, mm-hmm. that turquoise and uh, orange.
1: Orange, yeah.
0: And that never went anywhere, and I was somehow came across the patterns by Alexis Winslow, who is published a lot in Knit Scene and has some of her own patterns? She's Mother O'Pearl on Ravelry. And I remember you and I reviewing an older issue of Knit Scene, and we really liked this pattern called the East Hale Cardigan. Uh Uh-huh. And so I swatched for that. It's got a weird gauge, 16 and a half over four, right? And I got 17. I'm going to wash the swatch and see what happens. I'm kind of hoping. 16
1: and a half? Yeah, right?
0: What? I know. I like the 17, so uh, I just have to decide which size, and so I'm thinking about knitting that for my brother. Is that in your favorites? It's definitely in my queue.
1: Okay. It's it's the first one
0: in my queue. It's a men's cardigan that is a zipper, very basic, and has this um, border that goes into a shawl collar of garter stitch. Nice. I think I it, would like be, it. And I think it would be quick, right? You know, 17 over four, 16 and a half over four is is a pretty quick knit. I think the original's knit in eco wool. Mm-hmm. So Donegal tweed is not quite as thick as that, but not I far mean, you off. could
1: As long as you know John's circumference oh, measurements. It's not, it's not for John's, for my oh. brother. Oh, right. As long I can't... as you know his measurements, like... You could just like see what your circumference, like what the stitch count should be, and then match it in the pattern, right? Yeah, and I have.
0: Do you know? I asked him what size jacket he wears, and I don't really know how that translates for men. Like, if you wear a thirty-eight jacket, does that mean
1: your chest size is thirty-eight? Or I don't know if that number has any actual any meaning actual meaning. I... okay value meaning. Okay. Yeah, I should
0: just ask him to measure around his chest. Yeah. Which, of course, means having to find a measuring. I can't hey. remember. Yeah, they do something funny. I think that they've done, when I've asked for measurements before, is measured with a piece of string and then measured that on a yardstick or something.
1: Or they could just send you the string.
0: Yeah, true enough. <laughs> so um, I, I want to cast on for that. I have um also so I'm in this debate about the sweater for me that I want to cast on. I'd all mm-hmm. been set to knit the chalet sweater by Ce- uh Cecily Gladwick McDonald. And then I recently joined I found that there is a a group for um Amy Christopher's patterns called the Savory uh, yeah. Savory Knitters. And so I joined that and there is a sweater cal and today only so sorry for those of you who will not hear this as we're recording it. Um, There is a sale on um, Amy Christophers' pattern. So I was thinking about knitting um, one of her patterns. So I was looking to see what matched approximately the gauge that I liked that I was getting on my um, Ming. So the Mm -hmm. gauge that I like is, of course, another weird one. It's 20.5, 20 and a half stitches over four. And the thing that matches pretty closely is the Bailey cardigan, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, it's really not that much different than the chalet cardigan, but it's an it's a non closing V neck, kind of slouchy with big pockets. I really like mm-hmm. it. It's really it's really pretty, and it's it asks for a yarn with a good amount of drape, and so um, which Ming will definitely have. It's a line, like it's a very casual, comfortable sweater. I was warned by a listener not to knit a sweater in Maine because it's just going to pill the moment I put it on my body.
1: But Aww. what
0: else am I going to do with eleven hundred yards of that yarn? Like,
1: yeah, you gotta do it.
0: I mean, I'm gonna knit a blanket. That would be worse, I think,
1: or more pilly, or a cape, a cape.
0: <laughs> you and your capes. Um uh-huh. <laughs> I guess that is possible. Harold shaking his head. No capes. <laughs> uh yesterday our my friend our friend little Cleo came over to celebrate New Year's and her outfit was awesome. Uh and included a cape made out of like this fuzzy, feathery material that her grandma had made her for Christmas. <laughs> I was like uh... Uh, I
1: thought that was pretty amazing. That's cute. Um, it's a girl after my own heart. Cape-wearing girl. Yes. Um.
0: So I don't know. I mean, looking at Chalet and Bailey, what what, what are your impressions?
1: All right, I'm trying to find Chalet. Hold on. Oh wait. I know Chalet. Yeah, I think you do. It's a
0: uh, V-neck, cute little cardigan with a uh, patch
1: pockets. Oh wait, is that the Cecily Glack McDonald one? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's between Chalet and Bailey. Bailey? Yes. Let's see. Yeah. Bailey's cute, but I think Chalet I think Shelley fits the sweater that we were talking about more, that you wanted to knit for yourself. Like right. it's a little more like cropped, right? Yeah. Um. But I mean, does it, here's the, the thing: pockets.
0: it it fits the sweater I want to make, but does it fit the yarn? Is the question?
1: Right. Is it?
0: is it the best fit for for Ming, is my question. Because it's knit in DK Lively, right? So it's a uh, hazel knits. It's a pretty structured, applied uh, yarn.
1: Right. I see what you mean.
0: Where Bailey is knit... Um, it's more relaxed. More relaxed. And, it, it, and she says, you know, if you're going to sub whatever yarn it is knit in with... Um, with... Something else, make sure it has silk or alpaca in it. Right. So that was kind of what I was, I was saying, where I was going with that. I already have a gauge swatch too, so that helps.
1: Do you think you have, it looks like I think Bailey's going to take more yarn.
0: Right, but I would not make Bailey as long as she does. Okay. Because I'm, you know, as we all know, I'm not that tall. And, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I would probably knit something in between, something slightly in between the 36 and the 40. Right. You know, maybe a few more stitches than the 36. Um, and it doesn't maybe, close, it so yeah. it doesn't really have to be. I, my, my gauge is, is a little small, a tiny smidge smaller, so.
1: Right. What
0: were you going to say? Maybe...
1: Oh, I was saying, thinking maybe you should just go for it. the Bailey cardigan since you're on a Amy Christophers kick.
0: kick. <laughs> yeah, Annie. I like that. So, um, yeah, I've been wearing. Oh, and I've been wearing the heck out of my campus jacket. We went to <laughs> we went to Sacramento last weekend, actually, huh? and um, it was pretty. It's colder there than it is here right, a few degrees, right. but it was the kind of perfect thing to wear out because it's it's. Like it's my version of the wearable blanket essentially. I mean that thing is so warm. It's been kind of chilly lately. Yeah, it's it's great. Yesterday I went to the playground with Adrian so he could uh try to master his strider bike and um and it was perfect to wear out there on the, cool. on the playground. So I'm thinking about it. Um I was really hoping to have a smaller project that I could put on the needles besides the duffers because I know I'll be done with those pretty soon. Right. Um. It, but the, I just don't think that that, that School Products yarn is going to work out for what I thought it was going to. I really thought it was going to have a little more elasticity when I knit it up. But I feel like right. if it doesn't have good elasticity unblocked, I don't think blocking is going to cure that. I right. think it's just going to make it drapier.
1: Yeah, usually blocking just makes things more... Loosey goosey,
0: right? Right, yeah. We'll see. It's supposed to plump, that's the thing. That's what it said. But or what the woman said eight years ago when I bought it. <laughs> huh. Let's
1: see. I'm looking through your stash looking for other contenders for that project.
0: For the leg warmers? Leg warmers. What about the rustic wool? That's yeah, that's definitely another contender. In in the gold color, which is what those like, warmers were knit in the first place. Yeah,
1: because that... That, that's pretty plump and, like, stretchy. Mm-hmm.
0: That is actually a good contender for that. I could cast those on just so I have something pretty simple. I mean, there's a cable in there, but nothing mind-bending. Um, and I think the way that they're sized kind of to create shape is that you cast on with sevens, and then you move to eights, and then you move to nines. So uh... I think in my case, I would probably start with six go to sevens and then eights just right knowing that you wool and knowing how i how i knit um but you know so this kind of leads us into the use it or lose it challenge which has really right. come together more since uh our last podcast so um if you listen last time you heard me talk about wanting to knit 13 projects from stash yarn in 2013 and so I've created a few a number of threads in in our group on Ravelry actually so there's a stickied locked thread the use it or lose it guidelines and then there's also an FAQ which I have uh, been answering some questions so basically um, the challenge is to use 13 yarns from your stash pick a yarn pick a pattern and if it's not working for you you get rid of the yarn if you're just you feel like oh, okay i've reached the end of the rope i'm getting rid of the yarn or you finish the project and you get rid of the project or you finish the project and you love it you know any number of things can happen any number of variables i think people got really nervous when i talked about getting rid of yarn uh, <laughs> but i think what i want you what i want you to do is go into the deep stash and figure out why haven't i knit with this skein of like I don't know, like the Reynolds devotion that I have in my stash. Like, it's been there forever. Why is it still there? Uh. Um, So this is just an opportunity to figure out why are you holding on to this yarn and what can you make out of it. Um, Every project needs to have its own project page, even if you decide to lose the yarn. Um, So, Uh And if you lose it, you should write in your project notes, you know, like an UGG, make it an UGG and say, you know, this yarn turned out to be. Too difficult to knit with it didn't have any stretch it wasn't what i thought it was going to be i've decided i don't need it anymore whatever um to qualify for this challenge your yarn must have been purchased now i changed this a couple of times originally i had said december 31st 2012 and then somebody suggested december 31st 2011 which was great until people started coming out and saying i don't have stash that i bought before 2012 and Those which,
1: people are amazing.
0: You amaze us. And you should still be allowed to be in this challenge. So I actually put the deadline as December 1st, 2012, which was right around the time that I came up with this idea. So that way we're not stuck. We didn't stockpile. Any yarn we stockpiled in December doesn't count. But yarns before December can count. Um, and if you want to set separate goals for yourself, for instance, I'm going to try to only count three projects um for this challenge of yarn that i got before 2012 oh wait, in 2012 so only three projects worth of yarn purchased in 2012 count towards my 13 so i want at least 10 projects to be pre-2012 yarn hopefully that was made sense i said it like six different ways none of which really made <laughs> sense yeah, so makes sense. every four weeks there will be a prize drawing it will probably be for a uh, not for yarn; it will probably be for a pattern or an e an ebook of some sort. Um, and um, everyone who has completed a project or discarded yarn in that challenge period qualifies. So, and you only are entered once. So, it's, the idea is to get a lot of people to participate, not to get like a lot of participation by a few people in one month. So, um, one entry per person per challenge period. And then the participants who you use or discard 13 yards by the end of 2013 will qualify for some sort of grand prize. Um, your project should be tagged U-I-L-I. So I'm calling this use it or lose it. I'm calling it Uli <laughs> when I refer to it. And then for each one that qualifies towards your 13, you want to put U-I-L-I and then the two-digit two digit number. So uh, for anything lower than 10, it would be 0 and the number 030405 and then one zero, one two, one three for the other three. Um, for um, general chat about the challenge, there's the original "use it or lose it" thread. If you have any questions, ear burn me, and I will try to answer them or answer them in the FAQ. So always check the FAQ to see if your questions have been answered. And. Um, For each challenge period, there'll be two threads. There's going to be an FO thread with no chatting, and everybody, you're allowed to have one post per challenge period, and you can go back and edit it and add if you end up completing more projects or tossing more yarn in that period that you want to share. Um, You can also chat in the chat thread for that challenge period. So um, both of them are up for the first challenge period, which will run from January 1st to January 28th. Um, And in the FAQ, I have a list of the dates for all 13 of the challenge periods. So um, hopefully that covers most everything. We've gotten a lot of – I've gotten some questions, and they are in the FAQ. Um, People are casting on. I think there will be people who are finished today with projects. Um, One thing I've really been doing, what this has motivated me to do, is document my stash. Uh So I spent some time – I documented – I went through four of my boxes and documented what wasn't already in there. And I've been using the Wooly app. Have you... Mm-hmm. Do you have that? Mm-mm. It's it's good. I like it a lot. It allows you to um, edit your projects and your stash and add pictures. So I can take a picture with... Um, it's an iPhone only, and it doesn't work on earlier iPhones like mine, but I have it on my iPad, and it works fine. It's not optimized for the iPad, but it looks fine. And so I um I can take a picture with my iPad and immediately upload it into um oh. into it. You can also now actually I didn't realize is take a picture with your iPad and add photos to Ravelry from within Ravelry. But what was nice about using Woolly is I could just kind of take a bunch of pictures and add them quickly um, to different stash pages. So I've done some of that, not a t- not all of my stashes in there, but a lot, enough that's in there that I don't want to add anymore right now, <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> work with what I have. And then I went into my queue and started, I started an Uli queue of things that not necessarily that I will knit, but that things that would, I might knit this year or that I can kind of go in when I'm stumped. And, uh, I just did that a little
1: bit too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was, um, little oh my, I'm going to start small. I think my first project is going to be those not-so-tiny slippers uh-huh. by Solda at... Teague, because mm-hmm. I have some, like, single skeins of bulky yarn. I think that that would go really fast. I think that's a –
0: yeah, I think that that is a good strategy, even though I talked about two sweaters just now. I really want to – I really want to get – I don't think I will be as satisfied. It's really about the number of projects, not the amount of yarn. i just really diving into that. Stash, and I think what is going to help check me on is when I go to a yarn store and I just really want a single skein of something. Like I have so many. Like I even did it just now when I went and bought that uh, Surrey Merino instead of going into my stash. Like, what was that about? <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> what was that about? You could have used your Reynolds Devotion.
0: Totally, maybe, <laughs> possibly, and I could have used. It was... I, I realized. Well, no, that's more of a bulky yarn, but. Not the realms devotion, but I found that I have enough yarn of um, oh, it was an alpaca yarn sage, uh, art fiber sage. I have, uh. I really have just enough of that to do something with and make a hat. And I uh, I probably could have done it and done that. I mean, it was just sort of a moment of weakness. I went to go pick up Adrian's bicycle and I was in Temescal and it was pouring rain. And I was like, well, I made the effort to get here. I might as well go into Article Bragg. But yeah. I did stop myself from buying four skeins of like magenta, um, oh, art, uh, fiber company organic the other day. So I felt like that was a victory. <laughs> Yay. I, I had it picked up. I was walking around with it, and then I was like, nope, you do not need it. Put it down. Walk away. Wow, well, Art Fiber
1: Sage is really super deep stash. It's super deep stash.
0: And I don't think I realized I had enough to do anything, but I'd been holding on to it. So it is now, I think uh, there are a couple possibilities I have for that. Um, the, I don't know how you would say this, but the tori T-O-O-R-E, Ie hat by uh, Karina Spencer. Did I uh-huh. put that in my queue? Oh, I see that. So cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. And then someone reminded me of the Nouvelle hat pattern. Um, is that in there? No. Hold on. That is. Uh, Let me see. So the Tory or Tory hat is a little cloche. That has gatherers on the sides of little pom-poms and ribbed brim.
1: Oh, Nouvelle's and, so cute.
0: And Nouvelle is similar, right? Don't you think? Similar? It's so cute. And who is that by?
1: It's by Zandy Peters. And I've had that in my... Or is favorite. that just Sandy? Oh. X-A-N-D-Y.
0: Maybe it's like Xander. but like the, Oh, that is a cute hat. That's right. X-A-N-D-Y. Yeah. Yeah, so uh it's also cloche with a uh, gathered on the side, but in a different way than the Karina Spencer. Yeah. Um but our our fiber sage is a little bulky ish. Right. <clears throat> so Um I don't think either I think both of them are Aaron, but I, I feel like I could probably get it at an Aaron weight.
1: Yeah. I mean the sage is kinda of thick thin too.
0: Right. So actually, Nouvelle would be a better match. Tourie is a uh, knit and DK, looks like. Right. I've got to come up with a solution. Sorry, this is a big change in subject. I've got to come up with a solution for the bind-off for, for these um, slippers because every time I've knit them, I've done something different. I need to come up with something and write it up because I want a contrasting band around the top. So uh-huh. I had done it one time the way that Bev Goleskis has you do it on the felted, felted clogs, but I'm not re- remembering right. how that's done exactly, and it's not working. I think you
1: – don't you switch to, like, reverse stockinette and then, like, knit it? It's kind of like a hem of reverse stockinette. But do you pull the hem to the outside? I think to the inside. To the
0: inside of reverse – yeah. Because huh. it's
1: curling in if it's reverse.
0: Okay. All right. So I can do what I thought, which was to, which is to, uh, since I'm using a contrasting yarn, I was just going to knit it from the inside and in stockinette. Yeah. Right. Yeah. that work. So I just want to, I, I need to write it down. So that it's just one thing that I'm doing. Huh. Um, so anything else on your horizon? Are you needing anything for baby?
1: Uh, right now I just really want to get this born sweater done. Um, yeah. so I'm just trying not to think about anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty much like what I was doing before Adrian was born. I was trying to finish John's sweater. Literally the day that Adrian decided to start his entry into the world. My goal was to finish John's sweater. <laughs> So don't go too soon. Don't finish it too soon. Okay. Um, well, that's good. I think that you'll feel great when that's done. Are you going to go to Stitches this Okay, month? I was just going to say something about Stitches. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think the chances of you going to Stitches are?
1: I say that if I haven't delivered yet, then we should just go. All right. And then maybe that'll get something going.
0: Certainly worked for me. Exactly, Uh, and it's a little. uh, It's the week before your due date.
1: Right. Right. So. And I'm going to be on my maternity leave anyway, so I can go any of those days.
0: All right. Yeah, I said to. I've already told John when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do that week because I'm off that week, Uh Uh, and I said, "Well, I'd like to go to Stitches, preferably on Friday, but I would go Saturday, depending on what he how he wanted to arrange his work schedule." So chances are he'd more want to work on Saturday, so I think we could go Friday.
1: Cool. And Alma and Emma want to go, too. Nice. <laughs> That'll
0: be fun. Yeah. I, and I'm hoping that I will have made some good use-it-or-lose-it progress that makes me feel okay right. about getting some yarn. Um, there is another – have you seen the Maxfield cardigan that Amy Christopher's Maxfield cardigan – Let me see. Oh, why did... I'm purling. Good Lord. Oh, let me just do one row purling. Sorry. (laughs) these (laughs) slippers are... They're kind of harder. I don't know. It's like in their simplicity, I make them harder.
1: That's so cute. I love the Maxfield cardigan. Isn't that cute? So it is um, a
0: chevron pattern, and it's knit in DK weight. And you do Mm like a a solid, the way most of them are knit was with a solid and it's striped with a variegated yarn that is used pretty, that's not not totally sparingly, right? It's on the front pieces and then a little bit on the sleeves. Am I right?
1: Right. Yep.
0: So uh, yeah, it's really cute. So I thought, oh, let's see where I get with some knitting before stitches and maybe that's what I look for. Oh, wouldn't that be great in some
1: becoming art yarn? Oh my gosh. I really like Amy's, where she uses the variegated for the chevron, and then just a solid contrast.
0: Did it's really not all pretty. do that. That's what I like. That's the one I like. The original. Some people
1: just use the solid for the chevron. But yeah, I think you want like high contrast, definitely.
0: You know what else would be neat is some mitts. Um, oh. And-
1: I don't think I've knit any of my yarn from Stitches last year.
0: Oh, Maybe. I'm sure you have. Have I? You always, like, come back with some... Oh, you know, I bet you there's some Lisa yarn that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a lot of people use the, a variegated for the contrast. I love this one that's uh, Malabrigo um, Silky Merino. It's like a tan and then one with the orange and brown for the variegated yarn. Pretty amazing.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It's kind of Missoni-like.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Oh, I see a couple where it's all variegated yarn. But yeah, there's some... Yeah, you do want a high contrast. Oh, yeah, there's one uh, that's in... Dumptown Brown at Blue Moon Fiber Arts, and then uh like a very graded um, Blue Moon Fiber Arts socks at Rock. It's uh, it's gorgeous. Wow. So it's a lot of yarn.
1: I think that chevron pattern eats a lot of yarn because yeah. it kind of draws in.
0: Right. Right. So anyway, that's a thought. Yes, I will.
1: Uh, every year we don't we go through
0: this thing. Where we're like, we're not going to stitches this year. Oh, uh, we're gonna go to stitches this year. It's totally. Let's uh, just plan to go. It's totally what happened the year that Adrian was born. I think the the two years intervening, we didn't pretend like we weren't going. And there was some other year where I'm like, I'm not going this year, and then I totally went. Woo. This year we said it earlier. We're not going. Awesome, Erin's going to be there from the Double Knit Kiss podcast, so we can meet up with her. So I'm very excited. Um, I wanted to see have one announcement and then some thank yous. Um, A member of our group, Knit and Wit, is doing um, is gathering hats together for uh, 60 kindergartners um, who live on a First Nations reservation. And uh, recently their school was vandalized and trying to come up with something that she could do. She offered, asked if they might need hats and her contact there said, oh my God, we always need warm stuff. So she's uh, trying to gather uh, hats for every kindergartner and there is a post in our group about it. And um, uh, I have some ideas for some hats. Actually, I just put a couple of woolly warm head hats that were in. I have the both of the kids collections, and uh, the her sizing goes up to kids, and some, and even her. I mean, that's a great thing. Well, Warhead patterns, that's what makes them so awesome. Is that even in her kind of quote unquote adult collections, she includes sizes for kids as well, right? So, um, so if you're interested in that, that would be a great use it or lose it project. Something small and quick <laughs> to get through. Maybe you know a partial skein you have been holding on to for uh, for a long time too
1: long yes. um
0: so check that out also um i wanted to say that there is a similar challenge happening over on um the double knit podcast for uh, using your stash it's a deep stash challenge they're running it um in two month cycles so feel free to double dip and knit projects that would qualify you for them and if you don't listen to their podcast you uh you probably would like it because it was, I feel like, uh, kind of the same as, uh, very similar to our podcast. Uh, so check that out. And, um, then we have some thank yous. We had said that Jan Smiley had both sent us both a pattern. So uh, thank you, Jan. She sent me the Grove mitten pattern by Jared Flood and she sent you that Amy Christopher's pattern. Great. And speaking of Amy, I want to thank Amy um, for sending me the Lazy Jacks pattern. I was very excited to get it and cast it on and knit it immediately. I figured the one thing about going to buying the Yarn was that I knit it immediately so it never got in my stash.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Never had a chance
0: to become stash. <laughs> um, I want to thank Laura Nelkin. Um, we have not talked about her Adorn Anew, but I've been getting the patterns from that subscription. And she recently... Um, recently published one that I um, that I had to comment on as it was so pretty. So let me see if I can remember what it was. Um let's see. Was it was it these? The mica mitts? What was it's her newest one? No. Her newest one Oh is the let's see. Well, there's a few really gorgeous ones in this, but uh, she has the Stellanti scarf, which is this beautiful beaded small shawl and um, knit out of fingering weight. It's absolutely gorgeous. And then also um, this really cute cable cuff. That is a cuff, this is the one that I comment on. It's a cuff that along the cables, you uh, you beat it. It's super cute. So this is a, a Ravelry download. It's $5, and then you could get the whole collection, which has 10 patterns for $20. So that's a great deal. And then I don't know if I mentioned last time that um, I Rock Knits, a Ravelry user, um, sent me um, uh, the four Good hat pattern. Did I mention that? Oh, yeah, I got that one too. Thank so you. if we didn't mention it last time, thank you very much for that. Um, I think that is what we have to share with you. And... Um, We'll see. We'll we'll record again at least once before baby arrives. And then we might be on a little bit of a break, but we will keep you updated. And um, hopefully this year the the Uli threads will be pretty active. They're really active already. The Uli chat for the first challenge already has four pages of chattering going on. I think people are excited. It's definitely the gestalt of uh, Ravelry. There are a lot of like use your stash things seeming to happen.
1: Well, it's Uh, the new year.
0: It's the new year. We always do this. But I feel like somehow adding the structure will help me. I don't know how. So (laughs) I'm going to go clean my craft room so I can sew maybe today and um, wash my swatch for my brother's sweater. Maybe think about the Bailey cardigan. Are you just going to keep working uh, into the, working your new year, uh, born sweater?
1: Yep. I'm just going to... Just slog on.
0: Okay, so I have to ask you. You said when Her- Harold found out you were knitting the going back to the Bourne sweater, he got you the the new move, the prequel move. Is right? It's a prequel?
1: Yeah. Well, How- it kind of runs simultaneous to like the last Bourne movie. How was it? Oh, it was pretty good.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I just without yeah, Matt
1: Bourne movie
0: without Matt Damon, I'm just not sure. Oh, I like that guy. You do? I forget what his name is. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Have you kind of like it. Have you watched anything else lately?
1: I liked him in Mission Impossible, the latest one, and where he's like the gay guy. And then, what else is Jeremy Renner he been was in,
0: the, in? He was in Avengers. But he was, yeah. he was so moody in that movie. I was like, I, what is your problem? And I didn't, have a, I didn't have the background for any of those characters, really, except for Iron Man and Hulk. So the other right. ones, I was like, I don't know who you are. Get over yourself.
1: If you're not Mark Ruffalo <laughs> Exactly. If you're not Mark Ruffalo, what is your problem? <laughs> oh what? Jeremy Renner was really good in the Hurt Locker.
0: And then was he in in is he in Inglorious Bastards? Uh is that who I'm thinking? No, I think that's somebody else.
1: Yeah. He was really good in Hurt Locker. Um but I like him. He's
0: all right. right. He reminds me of somebody I know. And I'm not, not, and somebody I like. So I'm not sure why I have a funny reaction to him. But I think it's because I look at him and I'm like, huh, what if that guy was a famous actor? Like, <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> they do look like remarkably the same. There's something about them. Even the way they're built is very similar. Right. So um, maybe that's, maybe that's it. Um, I started watching girls. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> And, um, okay, so I I did not like the first episode the first time I watched it. I was like, ugh, yeah. you people are awful. Right. I still kind of think they're awful, but, like, I think they're awful in the way that I think I was awful when I was 24. And so it's, like, both painful and funny to watch. It's so
1: painful. So I painful. Mean, I like it because, like, I mean, who really knows how to be a real person when they're, you know? Like, right, yeah. And it doesn't really, like, glorify their life in any way, I don't think.
0: No. You know? No. And Hannah is pretty awful. Like, there's times where Hannah says things where I'm like, did that really come out of your mouth? And, like, so in the first episode, I'm trying not to do any spoilers. First episode, Adam, her boyfriend of sorts, is introduced. Mm -hmm. And just seeing that episode, I was like, God, that guy's weird and awful. And then as the series goes on, you realize he actually has more of an idea of how to be a real person Right. And and there's a great scene where he says some stuff to her where I'm like, Uh-huh, yes, that is your problem and he actually gets it. And he's actually not so bad and he makes me laugh because he's so weird.
1: He's so weird. He's so weird. He's pretty funny.
0: Yes, he's very (laughs) weird. There is one scene, we can talk about this off podcast, there's one scene where my mom was like, oh, you should watch it. I really like it. And then I just saw this episode, the scene with with the two of them, where I'm like, how is it possible that my mom likes this show? This scene is so uncomfortable, yet funny, yet I don't see how my mom would at all think this was funny. (laughs)
1: So. Yeah, I still I I I need to move on to disc two. That's my my uh, next. Okay,
0: maybe you haven't seen the scene then that I'm talking right. because 'cause I'm almost uh I'm almost done. My uh yeah, I've been watching because they're short, they're only a half an hour long, so they're pretty easy to watch. Yes. I've also been watching Scandal. Did I ta- have I told you about that? Uh
1: uh-huh.
0: with Carrie Russell. Oh Carrie Carrie Russell. Carrie Washington. Oh, Carrie Russell, she's in a new series that's starting this year. But she is yeah, it well, it's like an adventure. It's called The Americans. I think it's a little bit like homelandish maybe. Oh. It's on USA. It looks very serious. Okay. But uh, this is Kerry Washington and she plays a, a Washington uh, like a DC fixer. Have you watched this show?
1: It's uh-uh.
0: by the Grey's Anatomy it's by Shonda Rhimes. Uh I've I really liked the first season and I really liked so far almost everything i've seen in the second season but now i'm afraid it's going to get kind of lost-ish because there's like some secret conspiracy blah 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 and i'm like oh no don't do this to me don't turn into lost make it straightforward so we'll see how that goes um anyway so sorry i put a little divergence into tv (laughs) So there's some things. If you like to be uncomfortable and remember what it was like to be twenty four, you can watch uh girls. Yes. If you want to escape into DC intrigue, I actually I would recommend Scandal. The first season is all on Netflix, so you can watch the first season. Um Carrie Russell is great and um uh, Guillermo Diaz is in it and he's great he's, he's somebody who you recognize from like Steven Soderbergh films and then the guy uh, Tony Goldwyn who plays the president is actually also really good and he's one of those guys you're like I've seen him somewhere and you look at his IMDB record and you, you've seen him and stuff but nothing where he's like the star so he's pretty good too um, and then uh, Josh Molina who's Sports Night uh, and other Aaron Sorkin stuff he's in it he's good too Um, anyway so join us over on the Uli boards we'll talk to you in the next month and um, yeah yay happy (laughs) Happy new New year happy new year hello this is Nicole I wanted to add three announcements to the end of this podcast number one is a long long overdue thank you to kelly of notable and notable gnome uh, creates lotion bars and lip balms and she sent jenny and i some samples a couple of months ago and i have been obsessed with this patchouli lotion bar that smells like my old favorite um shower gel from lush which was called tramp and they no longer make it so this is bringing back lovely memories thank you very much kelly And I also wanted to announce the winner of our New Year's resolution drawing, and that was Melissa Mad Mabby on Ravelry. Um, We've already been in contact, but I just want to let everybody know uh, that we did select a winner and the prizes are going her direction. And the third thing is, after I recorded this podcast, I received a PM from Amy Christoffers who offered to sponsor the first Uli uh, giveaway. So uh, the prize for the Uli drawing for this first challenge period will be um, some Amy Christoffers patterns. So... um, get your Uli projects going and completed by January 28th to be entered in that drawing. Thanks for listening. Bye.
2: President But I don't think Goldwasser, David Hamburger on Dobro,
0: John Flansberg on 12-string guitar, Jay Sherman Godfrey on a six-string guitar, and Jeremy Tepper on a harmonica.
2: You're sitting down. Just look over your shoulder.